Hey, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the 15-minute huddle, and I hope you guys are doing great today. Hope you're making some great progress this week and all that you're doing, getting yourself together, making it happen, and all things wonderful for you. And uh, today I've got a bounce on something that I did a while back on personality styles. And I want to go a little bit deeper on this <clears throat> today because I think oftentimes, you know, the, the key ingredient, and I truly believe this more than anything, when it comes to communication, selling, setting appointments, getting, getting buy-in from people to want to do business with you, whether it's now, mid, or long-term in your career, at any stages, um, it oftentimes comes down to really being versatile in, excuse me, being versatile in your ability to communicate with people the way they want to be communicated to. So in one of my recordings I did a while back on versatility, which is one of the exercises you'll see on um, realprofitbuilders.com at the top right, there's a link you can click on the versatility exercise. Um, it, it's a very, very important area. And I'm sharing this with you today because I think oftentimes as individuals, we have so much at stake in wanting to get something done and wanting to accomplish, uh, get the appointment, sign the contract, make a business deal, uh, create a new relationship, rebuild an, an older relationship, call past clients, your centers of influence, uh, whatever the case is for you. Oftentimes, we get so caught up in, in wanting to do things the way we feel that they should be done that we lose opportunity too many times, meaning that our style doesn't match with what we're trying to accomplish. Our personality style can win a percentage of the time, but it can't win all the time. And our goal here is to win as often as we can. So that being said, we have to be versatile in our approach to what we do every single day. And if you're, uh, let's say, an analytical person and you're being offered something by a driver or you have an opportunity to co collaborate with a driver style, and yet that, that, that driver wants to create an opportunity for you, very simple, very bottom line, very quickly, yet you overthink the process, it could really hurt you. Now, I'm talking from experience and, and, and working with clients, and, uh, and, and I think it's, it's important that we really come to an understanding of this at a very, very deep level. Now, I'm not going to get too crazy on technicality today, but just understand um, in one part of it where I talked about the four different styles, which I like from Wilson Learning, and I've, I've used that for many, many years, and I've studied DISC and, and, and all of and, and these other areas. But this is today I'm going to share with you is really getting down on, on tips for uh, getting appointments and communicating better with the different buying styles. Now, when I say buying styles, um, that represents if you're in, in business where you're dealing with sellers and buyers, you're, you're trying to get your point across to people. This is where I want to get this vein across to you that it, it, it matches in all of your communication. So when I say buyers, these are buyers that are buying into what you're offering. So it's very important that we get this clear. So um, I'm hoping I can get through most of this today, but it will be, uh, but it's because it's, it's it's not overly extensive, but there's a lot of styles here. I'm going to go through them really quickly. So if you've got a piece of paper and pencil handy, or you're listening to this recording later, please write this down um, in these in these order here. And, and in, this, in these order here, what kind of language is that? <laughs> in this order here, okay, it gets early in the morning here so forgive me a little bit um, but anyway write these thoughts down and then we'll go over them and and I might expand on some and uh, and if I can't get through this list I'll probably continue this uh, tomorrow to, to make sure that you guys get this full out on part two so let's just call this part one and if it stays part one and two hey it'll be that same thing all in one today so let's first write this down okay uh, first of all there's the know-it-all buyer one two the open-minded buyer three the individual buyer four the fence sitter buyer five the shy buyer Six, the analytical. Seven, the stubborn buyer. 
8, the complainer, 9, the price buyer, 10, the emotional buyer, and 11 is the bully buyer. So how it works in order to make successful presentations and communications work effectively, your message needs to be received and understood by all of the parties, all of your, your prospects. Okay, now for this to happen, you've got to reach a common ground of understanding with your potential prospects. Your prospect has to be receptive to your message or no sale will result. They got to be receptive to it, otherwise there's no sale. And profile blending really is a system that blends your own personality or personal style, let me say it that way, which is not necessarily the same as your customers, but it blends the two together. And I think that's a critical area. Again, that's part of being versatile. So when blending in this whole process is is reached, okay, you, meaningful messages uh, can be more easily communicated between a buyer and a seller. And you being the seller and the party, your prospect being the buyer. Let's just keep it what it is. So we hope that um, when you go through this, you're going to get a clear idea of who you are. At the same time, you'll have a very, very solid foundation of what to look for when you're communicating and getting the maximum understanding between both parties. And guys, let me say this. This is extremely powerful. Uh, this is really important stuff. And, and it really is critical to a lot of times our success in getting our point across with other people. And I've shared some of these thoughts and there might be some redundancies here, but probably not to some case. But at the end of the day, this is very, very important stuff. So let's first of all talk about the know-it-all buyer. Now the know-it-all buyer has a picture of themselves as the expert, okay, in a buyer situation. And he or she likes to, uh, to give the impression that they know everything about your product and your service, which you're offering, whatever you're doing, okay? Now, here's some key points. The know-it-all buyer will, one, know everything about your product or your idea, service. Two, they'll bombard you with a bunch of questions about your idea or product or service. Three, they'll dodge your information. Four, you'll find that they'll interrupt you frequently. Five, they'll stop the conversations that you're having with them abruptly. Six, they pay little attention to what you say. Those are, that's their, that's what they will do. Okay, so here's what you have to do to make sure that you can communicate effect, effectively with this know-it-all buyer. So as you go through this list, see who those people, understanding these, and as you open up conversations with people, you're going to see what's going on inside of them. So here's some ways to respond and work better with the know-it-all type of buyer. Number one, it, first of all, we want to reassure them that they're the expert. That's the key thing that, okay, you, you know that, that's for sure. So, and oftentimes I get to say, you, you know, you, you obviously know this, what I'm going to share with you. Um, and so that reassures them that you're putting the, the, the opportunity in their hands. Yeah, I do. I'm a pretty smart guy. I'm a pretty smart gal. I know exactly what's going on. So let's first of all, reassure them that the ex ex expert by one, listening to carefully to their comments, two, build their ego, and that is, like I just said there, build their ego with ego-building ego statements. I'm sure you know this. I'm sure you've read about this, etc. Three, arouse curiosity in the interview by asking questions and being interested. And four, build suspense for your idea or product. Don't give them the whole boatload in the, in the front end. Okay. In other words, we'll talk about that when we get together. Oh, that's a perfect question. I mean, that's, that's really an ideal question. And when we get together, I'll certainly expand upon the answer when we meet. Sound fair? Great. I'll see you tomorrow at four. Have a great day. And then you move on from there. Okay. So let's reassure them that we understand that they're the expert because, hey, they're the know-it-all buyer. Now, the open-minded buyer, okay, which is the next in line here, will be courteous and friendly. Two, they'll ask questions pertaining to your idea. Three, they'll listen attentively to the idea that you're presenting to them, the service that you're offering, the benefit of your service, if you will. They'll listen attent attentively to that. 
Four, they'll offer sincere objections if they are not interested in your idea, okay? Service, product, benefit. They'll be sincere about it, okay? They're open, again, they're open-minded people. They'll be interested in your idea if it appeals to them. They'll be very interested in your idea if it appeals to them. And then they'll give you the opportunity to meet with them. They're willing and open-minded and they want to hear more and they want to learn more. Again, they're courteous and friendly, so they're probably more than likely not going to reject you as much as the, say, the know-it-all buyer or other styles because, again, they're open-minded. So when you're working with them, always act and talk the way they talk, okay? Talk to the prospective buyers in a friendly manner. Okay, got to be friendly with them. Answer their questions courteously and overcome their objections. Just be courteous about answering the question. You know, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked, and let me give you my answer. Or you don't say it exactly like that end, but here, that's a great question, and let me share with you what that means. And you give them the answer. And then don't underestimate the open-minded buyer, because although they're very open listening to you, and they're very courteous and sweet and nice, uh, amiable, if you will, um, they're, they're, there's something inherent that you can't underestimate their decision-making process, but just keep in mind that they're easy to work with, and often, oftentimes you can do business with them uh, easier than some other people, but again, be careful with them, okay? Let's go to the individualistic buyer, okay? This person, which is the next point, will refuse the appointment pretty quickly. They'll give a reason sometimes for their action in an abrupt manner, okay? They talk about themselves or think about themselves more than anybody else. They talk about their business, their interest. Um, they will oftentimes not listen to you attentively. They're somewhat distracted in conversations, okay? They're multitasking in their brains, kind of like the driver personality in this case here. And uh, they'll, they're going to make you a promise. And that promise is not to buy. And we'll say that they'll look at your product. They'll take a look at what you have to say, but they won't promise to make a decision. I can't promise you anything, but I will take a look at it. You'll hear those types of words from them. So what you have to do with them, let him or her them uh, sell themselves. Okay, let them sell themselves. How do you do that? One, you build ego with deference, transitions, or ego building statements. Okay, I know you know this. I get you understand this. Kind of like the know-it-all buyer, right? Ask questions that will stimulate their thinking and ask them, be curious with them, get their feedback. So what do you think? How do you think we could do this? What do you think would be the best approach? Okay, get their feedback. And then more of this becomes a collaboration rather than a directive by you. Very, very helpful. And listen attentively when they're speaking. Don't interrupt them. Let them finish their statements and be careful not to interrupt them. And then in, in, uh, appeal to their individuality. Just be a part of their personality and let them be their individual person that they want to be. Very, very important. So I'm going to cover one more point here and then we'll wrap it for today. But guys, this is very, very important. Make sure you go to the uh, podcast site, realprofitbuilders.com and re-listen to this recording and we'll continue the final part of this uh, tomorrow. But I want to make sure that we get this done today, at least at this at this last piece, which is the fence sitter buyer. Okay, now this is the buyer who is indecisive. Okay, they're just indecisive about what they're going to do. I love these people, right? Okay, one, they'll hedge and stall without any good reason to do so. They have no really inherent reason for hedging or, or stalling about making a decision. They'll be evasive and unable to make a decision. Oh, I've got to talk to somebody, or I'm not really sure, or maybe we're not really going to do what we thought we were going to do. At the end of the day. They probably want to do something, but again, they're, they're, they're just in fear to some levels and they really want to make a decision, but they're giving you these evasive responses that doesn't allow you to feel that you could move forward with them. But in my case here, and what we're teaching today is that you must move forward and we'll talk about how to do that. And then they'll want to talk to somebody else. Again, these folks are, um, they're fence sitter buyers. 
they'd, they're not so much to make their own decisions oftentimes because they want to get the recommendations or I want to talk to my husband, my partner, my lawyer, my whatever. They want to get an opinion from somebody else before they make a decision. So here's the deal. You'll be able to make an appointment with them quickly and get the job done with them if you agree with their pers- with the with this person, okay? But make a definite, if you agree with them, but make a definite switch to an advantage of what you're offering. Make a switch. This is the advantage. They want to know that this is a good thing for them. Two, offer great and concrete suggestions to solve their problems, okay? Make concrete suggestions to solve their problems. And that means you've got to get clear on what their issues were. I appreciate that you want to think about it. I appreciate that you want to talk to somebody else. But first, before we go, tell me more importantly, why you are you doing what you're doing? Why is it important for you? And when you can get that, then you can help solve their problems. Three is don't give too many choices or ideas. You can overwhelm them. Because too many ideas confuse people, and, the, and especially the fence sitter buyers, guys, they want to—they're looking for outs as it is because they want to just—they're not really committed to making a decision. And if you give them a ton of things to do, a ton of ideas or or opportunities and choices, they're gonna—you're gonna lose them. So don't give them too many choices. And agree with that person should talk to somebody else. Switch it and give that person the opportunity of having you present to take care of the details to be one of the assistants for them, meaning that you're gonna be a part of the process with them. Oh, I want to talk to my son because I don't make decisions without that. I did that with my folks. I know what it was like when they got older and, and I was more of a caretaker for them. And I said, listen, before you buy anything, before you make a decision or anything, you got to call me or my brother or whatever the case is. And we got to help you with this situation. So be a part of that and then say, okay, great. Well, why don't we do this? Let's get the three of us together and we can all meet. Now they're going to feel real comfortable. And the last thing is control your inter- interview with them with a tone of voice with a definiteness in your tone of voice in other words you can't be timid because they are fence sitters you can't be overwhelming either but you have to be very clear and very concise meaning having definiteness in your tone and what you're offering very very important be very clear and complete but don't be overwhelming don't be overzealous okay don't sound aggressive Maybe be aggressive, but in the point of you got to lay it down a little bit. And oftentimes you can make an opportunity with these people very, very good. So listen, guys, I'm overshooting here. I appreciate your time today. Take these ideas, run with them. Where are you? Are you any of these buyers today? I don't know, but put yourself in the position of understanding the other side and then move on with your business. Go make it a great day today. Again, real profit, uh, realprofitbuilders.com. Go to the podcast site, listen to this and everything else there. And guys, do me a favor, make sure that you follow the site because when I upload uh, audios on there, you will immediately get notified of that uh, to your uh, to your systems or whatever, your email. Something will come up to you that I posted something up there and uh, make that happen. So listen, go make it a great day today. If you have any questions, reach out to me. Thanks so much for your time. Talk to you soon.